Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Have We Met with Brett. This is your weekly pop playlist, and I will be your host for today. I am a pop music snob and savant. I will be playing you clips from all the new music released on Friday, September 15th, 2023. We'll be talking about the artists, the songwriters, the producers, and my hope is that by the end of the episode, you will have met your new favorite song. It's a very strong week for new releases, and I am so excited about this episode. A little bit later, I'll have my special guest, Daryl, here to talk about our favorite new artwork. And I also saw a concert last Tuesday by the artist I have selected as this episode's song of the week. So my information for you this time is very relevant, super relevant. You have come to the right place, in my humble opinion. But there is one more place I would like you to go, and that is Instagram. I want you to follow the podcast at Have We Met Pod on Instagram. I tag every artist we talk about. I share all of the artwork for you to see it. I also have a link in the bio there to take you both to our weekly playlist and to the overall 2023 Have We Met playlist. So if you're listening to an older episode and you want to go through the songs as you're listening, they are all there in one place, mostly just to show you how good my taste is, truly. There is also a link there to donate. If you have PayPal and you want to help me out, keep this podcast going. I buy all of these songs on iTunes and I also need to eat. So please consider sending me a little donation if you're up for it. It would be truly appreciated and so, so helpful. If you don't have PayPal and you want to contribute, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram at itgetsbredder or at haveyoumetpod and I'll give you my email address and you can shoot me a little e-transfer. No pressure. Now that I have that all out of the way, let's talk about some new music, shall we? The first artist I want to talk about today is somebody I've been meaning to mention for a long time. She has seven songs on my Have You Met 2023 playlist, and she is releasing a new song every Friday until the end of the year in the effort to make one mega album. She has written songs like My Head and My Heart for Ava Max. She wrote a song called Off My Face for Justin Bieber. She also wrote one of my very, very favorite songs for Anita called I'd Rather Have Sex. We are going to talk about New Jersey's very own Tia Scola, who goes by the stage name Tia Tia. She says it's a name so nice you have to say it twice. We're kind of reaching that time in the year where we're mourning the loss of summer, and Tia says she likes her music to sound sun-soaked, like it's summertime no matter where you are whenever one of her songs comes on. She mentions Rihanna, Akon, Gwen Stefani, and Major Lazer as some of her prime influences. So we're, again, getting into that early 2000s sort of vibe, which is where I came up into really loving music as well. And so I love hearing that as a reference. I love seeing people try to bring that energy back. They say those trends kind of happen every 20 years, and so it makes perfect sense. And I think that's why I'm really responding to a lot of the music that she's putting out right now. I also really appreciate that she's trying to be prolific. You know, putting out a song every week is probably no easy task, probably a lot of pressure, but that means she's just trying to create. And a lot of people now are kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And because we, you know, I listen to music every week, and sometimes that means songs after a week, I, I don't really go back to them. So I'm glad that she's putting out new music because it keeps reminding me about her. And so she reminded me I needed to talk about her today. The song I'm going to play for you is called Play My Heart on the Radio. And it has a very catchy little hook. She's got this really kind of sugary, sweet voice. And yeah, it's one of my favorite new songs of the week. So let's get this started with Tia Tia, Play My Heart on the Radio. So I'm sipping something till I Yeah, I'm going through it 
really love how that builds up into the drop and then that house piano comes in underneath. That's such a classic sort of technique and I really appreciate that sound. It makes me want to dance. You get that throwback vibe, but it still sounds really fresh. I think there's something about her voice that really pulls me in. I kind of always say that I love a woman who sounds like she hasn't gone through puberty yet. (laughs) And you get that throwback sound, so I think her influences are all really clear. That intro gives me like, don't stop the music, Rihanna, or something like that. And it's been so long since the last Rihanna album. I'll uh, take whatever I can get that's giving me that energy. I hope if you have maybe one more beach day in you this year that you'll throw that on. I think it's a great, great vibe. It's actually from a new EP she's put out with a producer named Beach Crimes. There are eight songs on it, but if you like the sound of her voice, I totally recommend you check out her debut solo album, which came out two weeks ago. It is self-titled, just Tia Tia. And like I said, she's going to be adding a new song to it every Friday. So keep your eyes and your ears peeled. It makes me think she probably has been stockpiling a lot of these songs and waiting to release them, and she must be so excited. Speaking of people who have older music that they're finally releasing, we have to take a second to talk about one of my favorite UK girl groups, the Sugar Babes. The Sugar Babes originally formed in the year 1998 with the original three members, Siobhan, Mutia, and Keisha. The second album, Siobhan was replaced, And then by the third album, Keisha was the only original member remaining. Sugar Babes 4.0 was still called the Sugar Babes, but contained none of the original members. In the year 2012, the original three members got together and they started calling themselves MKS. That year, they were supposed to have an album out, which never got released because their album deal kind of fell through. But the women have all stayed together, and earlier this year, they finally released that 2012 album. They called it The Lost Tapes. But all of those songs had been floating around on the internet since 2012, so we haven't heard a brand new song from the three original members until right now. They have a song out this week. It's a gorgeous R&B number. It's called When the Rain Comes, and it's about asking someone if even when things get hard in your relationship, if they'll stand by your side. I can't help but think it's a love letter to all of their fans who have stood behind them, who have waited to see them return, who are so excited to see them back together, who are happy they have their original name and everything. They played a headline concert at the O2 Arena in London on Friday night to a sold out crowd. It's, I I have goosebumps thinking about it. I think it's such a amazing story about people finding their way back together, staying strong as a group, the fact that they've all matured that much, but still have that compassion for each other and that respect for each other as artists and have found a way to continue making music. You know, there's really not a lot of groups who can move forward that way. And it's really, really nice to see. I also love the song. I think it's quite emotional. They sound gorgeous on it. They hit these fabulous harmonies. And yeah, if you like UK girl groups, I mean, who doesn't? then you're going to love this. You have to have a listen. This is the Sugar Babes, the original Sugar Babes, MKS. This is When the Rain Comes.
I think one of the hardest things to do as a sort of nostalgia act, I guess, is to create something that sounds fresh but still honors your roots. And I totally get both of that from that song. I think it's really meaningful, especially for fans who've been with them for a long time. I would have loved to have been there to see them do it live. I think I mentioned on my first episode of How We Met that I used to host a radio show in Winnipeg when I went to the University of Winnipeg there. And I one time played their song in 2012 called Flatline on the radio. And I thought, this is the start of something really exciting. So to come full circle, to be here 10 years later playing their brand new song, it seems like, as my favorite music blog would say, a pop justice. I may not have been able to see the Sugar Babes last week in concert, but the concert I did go to see last week was none other than Canada's own Tate McRae. She played two sold-out nights at History, which is the new venue in Toronto that is owned by Drake. It's a cool venue. It's great sight lines. It's very modern. The drinks are a little bit expensive, uh, but they also have pizza. And so it kind of balances out, you know. We were so interested to see what the crowd would look like at a Tate McRae concert. She obviously has a really young fan base. She herself is only 20 years old, and she's been uploading videos to YouTube since she was about 14. That's when she started releasing her own music. And so I think a lot of people know her through that. A lot of people know her as the first Canadian finalist on the American version of So You Think You Can Dance. She's an incredible dancer. And so I saw a lot of people in the crowd that look like they're probably young dance students as well. And speaking of dance, she has a song with Tiesto that I have been obsessed with for about a year now. It's called 1035, and every day I text my friends at 1035 to remind them, and look at what time it is in the podcast right now. Did it get it? Did it work? <laughs> I'm psychotic. I'm sorry, but I love that song. It's about going out, the night being young, you are meeting this new person, you're dancing with them, you feel their arms around them, and all you know is that it's 1035 and nothing else really matters. It was really disappointing for me, though, because at the show, she cut 1035 in half. She did the first verse and chorus, and then it kind of went into this little instrumental thing, and then the song ended. And I I get the sense, I mean, a lot of her other music is a bit more almost down-tempo, maybe R&B, and maybe she doesn't really vibe with that so much. But, you know, right now it's her most popular song on Spotify, well, other than a brand new one. And I just, I don't know. It never feels good when you see an artist live and they kind of downplay one of your favorite songs by them. It's like last year I went to see Rina Sawayama in concert and Lucid is one of my favorite songs of hers. And she kind of said, uh, sometimes you just want to write a, like a throwaway meaningless song. And she also did a verse and a chorus of that and then kind of moved on. And it almost seemed she was embarrassed about it or something and I was like it's still a great song it doesn't have to be you know a rhythm nation every time you put out a piece of music you know what I mean so anyway the other thing that I thought about Tate's concert was that she's an incredible dancer but there was no choreography there uh, there was maybe like a 16 count where she looked choreographed but she didn't have any dancers they never they had projections for the whole show but they never used projections of her to make it look like she was dancing with herself or anything was in unison, you know, she kind of just walked back and forth, which when I saw the video for her new song made me even more confused because the choreography in it is insane. She's upside down in the splits. She's in the locker room at this hockey club doing like slides across the bench, you know, dancing really intensely with a bunch of other people. She's so talented and her charisma on screen is so 
evident. It's ama- it's amazing what she can do. So to see her on stage and not channel any of that into her live show seemed, A, like a big missed opportunity and also like a bit of misdirection, you know? What are you about? I didn't really see it in a live setting. Um, again, it seemed like she was trying to distance herself from that somehow. And it's left me a little confused, truly. But I will talk a little bit more about all of that with my friend Russ when we pick up all of the shows we've been to together. It's a crazy list of shows, honestly. Charlie XCX, Carly Rae Jepsen, Tove Lo, S.G. Lewis, and a few more. So look for that bonus episode coming sometime in the next week. All of that being said, I love Tate's new song. And it is my choice for song of the week. I love Tate's voice. I think, again, it's kind of that like sing talky baby girl voice which it's just it's the britney fan in me coming out every time you know something about that vocal quality i find really appealing and it also is so unique to her you hear it and you know it's her immediately and that is a stamp that any artist would kill for right this new song she wrote with ryan tedder of one republic ryan tedder is responsible for some of the biggest pop songs of all time like beyonce's halo leona lewis's bleeding love and he's also one of the co-writers on 1035 So I love this vibe for Tate. I think it matches her style really well. The chorus, it's cute. It's it has a self-empowerment sort of theme to it. It's about this guy kind of checking her out. She goes, I would want myself. But then she says, That's just how I look. My personality is maybe gonna scare you off a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna damage you, is basically the message of the song. And so I like that push and pull. It makes it a really exciting listen and Her voice sounds so great on the chorus. It's so catchy. This is my pick for song of the week. This is Tate McRae and Greedy. I really like the production on that. It's got that almost like steel drum kind of sound happening. There's like woo in the background. There's little chanty bits. It's it's a really exciting listen. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about it, I'm always complaining about songs being short now, but what I like about this one is there are three verses and three choruses. It's just a really tight little package. And along with the video, I see it as being a really exciting era for her. And I think if she can bring some of that energy from the video into her stage show, she is going to be untouchable in a couple years. She's only 20. She's really young. So she does have a little bit of time to marinate. She's gooey in the middle. We need to let her bake. There is another song of Tate McRae's that I love. It's a duet with Troy Sivan called You. And our next artist is one of the co-writers from that song. On the podcast, I really want to focus on dance artists, pop artists, and queer artists. And our next song comes from someone who is all of the above. Isaac Sakima is from London, England. He goes by the stage name Sakima, and he's been releasing indie pop music for a long, long time. He said he wrote his first song when he was eight years old. He released his first music back in 2014, and he had two EPs come out in 2017, but he hasn't put out a new song in about two years. He mentioned on Instagram that his love for making music has gone away for a little bit, and that this new one is either going to be the start of an exciting new phase for him as an artist, and the first of many new songs, or maybe his last hurrah. So 
I would hate to see that happen. I've already lost Call Me Loop this year, and I won't let it happen again, okay? So I want you to throw Sakima some streams. This is a fabulous little bop. It's called Love on Repeat. He talks about making queer stories the center of his music, trying to use male pronouns so that people listening, you know, have no doubt about who he's singing about, and also so that queer listeners can relate to the narrative entirely. He also said that he thinks we all deserve a little love on repeat. So have a listen. It's a joyful dance number, and I hope you really like it. This is Sakima, Love on Repeat. Crashing right into my bed like how it was in my mind. We could do this all night. I need love. We've talked about this before, too, but I love when a male singer does that kind of low, gruff, sort of bassy voice and then flips up into their upper register for the chorus. We talked about that with Sam Smith. We hear that on Rush by Troye Sivan. You know, I feel the rush. It's so good. It's so good. It's a really special way for a male singer to show their range, truly. And also, I think sometimes we listen to queer music and we hear that thing that makes us self-conscious about our own voices And for some of us, that can be a little triggering, honestly. I've spent so long hating my own voice, right? You know, I would never want to talk on the phone because I thought for sure people would think I was a woman, you know? It's it's actually happened to me before. I would try to call, you know, the bank, and they would not believe me that I was a Mr. Brett Owen. <laughs> One time when I was 14, actually, my mom's best friend called the house, and I said, hello, and... Val said, hey, sexy. And I was like 14 at the time. And I was like, oh, uh, hi, Val. I'll get my mom. And she was like, oh, my God, Brad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm sexy, too. So it, it, it really did work both ways. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, my favorite story about this. One time I was in the Burger King drive through and I pulled up and I said, can I get 28 chicken nuggets? And the woman said, will that be all for you, ma'am? And I said, actually, I'm a boy and I'm just getting started. I don't know if I'm really that self-conscious about my voice anymore. You know, I'm listening to myself talk back right now. And I'm just like, that's what I sound like, you know. And some people will like it. Some people won't. And that's the same thing with music, right? So I don't know if Sakima's doing that intentionally, but I see it that way. Because a lot of us spent a long time trying to hide that feminine quality in our voices. And so if you're making specifically queer music, it makes sense to do your falsetto, to give us that lightness, to give us that femininity, right? And and to not be scared of it. But to sort of show people that you can start in that deep place, not only does it make the song more exciting, but I think it lets people into all of the different realms that we as queer people can kind of inhabit, right? I think it's something that I've been looking for a lot in music lately because it, you know, matches my own experience. And I hope listening to that, you can appreciate that as well. I told you that I had a lot of great dance music to play for you this week. And the next one is one that I'm very excited about. It is a new collaboration with Zara Larsson and David Guetta. Zara is a fabulous Swedish artist, again, where almost all of the great pop music comes from, or at least all the pop music that comes from there is great, typically. Zara is a gorgeous, gorgeous artist. She was on The X Factor years ago, and she did really well. She has reached like international success everywhere. She has so many songs that I love and admire and that you would know if you heard. She has had two songs out this year already, Can't Tame Her and End of Time. 
but for some reason, the album hasn't been announced. And I don't know if it's just that maybe those songs haven't kind of gone off the way they were supposed to. I don't know if they've had the the impact that maybe her label was hoping for. It's it's really tough out there, right? We talk a lot about how um, how saturated the music industry is right now. And it's hard for people who don't have a huge following to, to break out of that because there are just so, so many people out there. But it, this is tough because... A lot of people do know Zara, truly, but they just don't realize it. So I don't know if a feature is necessarily the best way to get your name out there. I know BB Rexa did I'm Blue with David Guetta last year, and that reached a billion streams, but her album didn't really sell off the back of it, you know? So I hope that this song does well for Zara because I want Zara to do well. It is called On My Love, and it is a song about having so much love for someone you don't even need to think about it. This one's going to make you want to get up out of your seat. If you're in the car, you're going to be jamming. This is our Larson and David Guetta, On My Love. That's on my love, yeah, yeah. Into the dark, into the light, baby, I go whether it's wrong. pains me to cut that off before the drop, but I'm only allowed to play 30 seconds, and I want you to go and listen to that song on your own. There is an extended version that is almost five minutes long, which makes me so, so happy. Sometimes you see an extended version now, and it's like barely three and a half minutes, which, you know, in the world of dance music, (laughs) Donna Summer used to release like 14, 17-minute long songs, right? So to even see a five-minute one now is sort of rare, so I'm glad that they're starting to put those on streaming as well. It makes me happy. If I was still teaching spin, I would be starting a class with that song. I love that. What a bop. And the build-up is so, so satisfying. I always love hearing Zara's voice. I think she, for someone who has two songs over a billion streams on Spotify, she should be much more celebrated and recognized than she is. I'm not sure why that is exactly, but I do know someone else who is a big fan of Zara Larson's work. I want you to say hello to my special guest, Daryl. Hey, everybody. I'm back, back, back. Oh, she's back, back, back again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> How, How are, are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. Still, uh... <laughs> Get out of my head. We're doing great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was a busy weekend, so you know we're just—it's a little bit of a struggle bus today, but we're 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 good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I love a busy weekend because we get to listen to all the new music and we get to make new yeah. memories with it. Yeah, I agree. Do you I have agree. a memory for the new Zara Larson song? Uh, I mean, I don't think I have one just yet. It's mm-hmm. still still very new. We'll we'll create them. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the first thing I think of when I think of Zara Larson is um is actually lockdown. Uh, we were really listening to her quite a bit during during lockdown. Her music videos, especially, you know, we would have our little little party nights and put on all our music videos. And uh, you know, the one that obviously sticks out to mind is Love Me Land. Oh well, that's what our apartment is named after. Yeah, Loft Me Land. <laughs> I. I want to know what you think about the artwork. The artwork is uh, really, really eye-catching to me. Uh, when I was going through all the the new songs this week, it was the first one that that kind of sparked my interest. 
And I think the reason why I, I like it so much is that it just kind of uh, evokes a feeling. Um, it, it looks to me like, like you know, the, the, the image is two, two girls on what looks like a Vespa or some, something like that. And they're, they're just like having a wild time. And it just kind of like it reminds me of like the end of summer. They're grabbing onto those last few moments. They're making the most of it. They're having a wild time. Uh, yeah, it's just like full motion. It's a really beautiful shot. And uh, um, the typography is really good, too, which always helps. It's cool, too, that it's her and another woman. I don't necessarily think she's queer necessarily, but it's a song about love. And, you know, you can have love in your life for for a good friend, you know, and it's about, you know, I don't need to think about my love. You know, it's it's so strong for you. And so it's nice to have that be about a friend sometimes, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we both have those friends in our lives who we like love, you know. No, I hate them all. (laughs) You want to drop some names? Yeah. Okay. And Josh and Joel and Miles and yeah, just detest. Hate them all. Uh, JK, JK, we love them all. Yeah, they're the only three people listening, so please don't believe what I say. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm very curious to see the video. Um, I think it'll help explain the cover art a bit more. But yeah, it definitely uh, piques some curiosity in me, which is always great in our work. Absolutely. And I, uh, again, just love hearing her voice always on something. She should hopefully have a new album on the way. And these dance collaborations seem to be things that do really well for her usually. So Yeah, yeah, I would agree. She's a... Underrated superstar. I mm-hmm. think she's somebody who, you know, puts out great music constantly. And they're, they're, you know, she does have albums or whatever, but I think her strongest songs are these kind of like one offs that mm-hmm. kind of come out randomly. So, totally. Uh, yeah, always curious to see where she's going to go next. I think she's hugely talented, super creative. I, I also always think about that. Uh, that live stream concert she did with mm-hmm. uh, that collaboration with Ikea where the entire set was built out of Ikea furniture. That's right. Poster Dur- girl. Poster girl. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was done. That was done during lockdown. And when, you know, we had to kind of get creative with how we were uh, doing things. And so I, I just I don't know. I think she's really special. Yeah, I agree. And I when we watched that, she did all of her songs back to back to back. And I was like, oh, I love this one. Oh, I love this one, too. Oh, my God. That's right. This is by her as well. And so she's that kind of artist and that's my favorite kind of artist to talk about on have you met yeah i would agree because you do know her really i I promise (laughs) (laughs) so there's another underrated superstar that we want to talk about because there's another artwork that you really like this week yeah so we we got the pronunciation pronunciation (laughs) i can't say that word we can't even pronounce pronounce so may mueller yeah 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 let's go with that okay uh so (laughs) so she has a new song out this week called written by a woman, uh, and it's part of her album, Sorry I'm Late. It's interesting because the album is called Sorry I'm Late, and it was just postponed for two weeks because her promotion cycle has, has been going through some some roadblocks, let's say. So she wrote, uh, well, her song, I Wrote a Song, was the UK's Eurovision entry this year, and I think they thought that, you know, that public, that big of an event would give her some more name recognition, would get people talking about her. But she recently had to cancel her UK tour for lack of ticket sales. Yeah, that's super disappointing because she's very talented. I think she, again, like Zara, has something very special and is just kind of finding her footing Mm -hmm. in the the music industry right now. Well, it's a crowded sphere. I get it. And, you know, money is tight for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. concert tickets, you know, they they are not cheap, right? Yeah. So, but this, it, the interesting thing is that I've added three of her songs now to my playlist this year and I like all of them. They're mm-hmm. all really different. 
I think she's got such a unique look, and that's part of what you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, so the, the, the cover image is really, really gorgeous, actually. She's sitting at a dinner table. It looks like she might have the head spot because, uh, you know, she's a queen, so she should have a, a queen spot. Uh, but it's just, it's really striking. It's it's head on. It's uh, She looks like she's up to no good. She's one of those one of those women that look a little a little cuckoo bananas quite honestly <laughs> your favorite my favorite uh you know she probably has a couple restraining orders against her from some ex-boyfriends uh you know but she's very intriguing to me as well and the the cover art is really really strong uh it's very cheeky it's a little ironic uh i'm always such a fan of a medieval font which is what she's used for the sorry i'm late typography uh and that really goes along with like there's these kind of candlesticks mm-hmm. all of these big wine glasses it has this very old world kind of feel in a way. Yeah, no, and it, like, I mean, it looks like she's either sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, some sort of, like, I don't know, family holiday. Yeah, totally. Uh, She's going to throw one of those wine glasses, you know. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't already. Uh, (laughs) That's why she was late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Breaking dishes. Yeah, just getting in fights. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I was, I was really kind of fixated on was her, her look, uh, her face. She's really beautiful. And I was like, who is, who does she remind me of? Who does she remind me of? And then it clicked. She looks just like early Madonna. If you go and search early Madonna photos from before her first album, she has kind of brown hair, bushy eyebrows, same kind of face, like really, really beautiful. So she gives me early Madonna. Uh, and then the other Madonna connection that's a little silly is, you know, her name is May, and Madonna played a May in A League of Their Own, which is, I think, Madonna's best movie. Uh, so anyways, that's... Not, not Desperately Seeking Susan? Uh, mm, <laughs> no, that's a cute movie, but in my opinion, A League of Their Own is the best one. You know, I'm really sad we're on a podcast because I wish you could have seen the faces that accompanied those sounds. <laughs> You were a kombucha girl. Yeah. Ooh, make me viral, please. (laughs) Oh, I already did that when we met. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no. Definitely, definitely check out Mae Mueller. Uh, keep keep an eye out on her. I think she's going to be big. Uh, and one of the great things about Brett is that you always seem to have your finger on the pulse of, of these these artists. So I'm really glad you introduced her mm-hmm. to me. And also, uh, definitely check out the video for uh, Wrote a Song. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really, again, a little twisted, a little a little strange. And uh, I Well, think... I'm glad you brought up the video because you remember who her aunt is, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. What's her name, though? Her name is Sophie Mueller. Yes. And she is a very, very famous music video director. Yeah. She's been doing videos for almost 30 years. Yeah. She did like No Doubt videos in the 90s. Yeah. And she does almost every Kylie Minogue video. That's right. That's right. So she did Tension. Yes. And uh, she did Padam. I think so. I yeah. think she's done almost every Kylie video since the disco era. Cool. Maybe even a little before that. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented family there. Mm-hmm, right? <laughs> yeah. But, we we uh, love a Nepo baby. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, we should have a listen to the song, shouldn't we? Put it on. It's about a man who is so perfect for her that he must have been written by a woman Uh. because he possesses all of the traits that you, as a woman, might look for in a man. Mm. Isn't that nice? I love that. Yeah. I I know. It's cute, right? Yeah. I I think people will like that song. I think you were written by me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being my special guest. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, I really like coming on here and talking with you. But you know like, who we get to talk about next week? Who? Is Kylie. Oh, that's right. Because the, the new app. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, quickly, uh, me, and, me and Brett uh, put on, uh, what, it was, was it Glastonbury? No, it was. Uh, so, there was a music festival that the BBC put on in Leicester mm-hmm. over the weekend, and Kylie was the headline performer on the closing night. Yes. And so, she did uh, a collection of her greatest hits, but she debuted. Uh, her new a new song that I think is probably going to be the third single is called Hold On To Now yes. and when I tell you it's so good it is so so fucking good I was crying listening to it it's euphoric Me too. it's it's. I think it's going to be one of her best songs ever mm-hmm. and uh, I'm well, like tearing up actually talking about aw. it it's so good <laughs> you're so <laughs> sweet so good yeah it's a beautiful song and I always like my favorite Kylie song is probably All The Lovers Yeah. so people talk about her being really big into Emoto Pop yeah and it has that big orchestral sweeping feeling. And you can just tell she was feeling every note of that song. It's something she is really passionate about. So I can't wait to talk about that with you next week. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's make that happen. Okay, it's I a can't date. Wait. I won't be late. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it takes a long time to get up here into the closet, doesn't that's, it? That's true. That's true. The glamorous closet that we record in. Almost as long as it took me to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take you that long. <laughs> I know, I know. My mom just picks me up from choir practice one day and she's like, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> they always confront you in the car. Yeah, I know, right? That's yeah. actually, that happened in Queer as Folk. That was a scene in Queer as Folk. Justin, uh, Justin's mom right. was like, uh, so do you have a boyfriend, Justin? And and he like runs out of the car all dramatic. Yeah. And, yeah, it does always happen in a car, doesn't it? I wasn't able to do that. We were on the highway. Yeah, and you can't run. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> or you yeah. just don't want to. No. Yeah. No. no. I, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want to do much of anything, truly. But <laughs> Well, I'm going to run away. Okay. And you're going to play that song. <laughs> Can you even remember what we were talking about? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go back to Mae Mueller. We're going to have a listen to Written by a Woman. Yes. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. Confident, but you got mystery. Darcy with a little Timothy. Don't know what you're doing to me. Listen by a woman You showed us your hands Oh, you must be a man Listen by a woman Yeah, you got me down bad Oh, you must be a man Listen by a woman You know, it was funny. We were talking about the artwork having this medieval kind of quality, and that song has that, like orchestral kind of string section. It's a waltz. You know, there's a lot about that song that is quite old-fashioned in a way, but that paired with the idea of a man being written by a woman, you know, that's that's more of a modern kind of idea, right? So I think there's a lot of really interesting ideas in Mae Mueller's mind, and I am really excited for her album to come out. Apparently, it got delayed because the week of the 29th of September... She has booked a couple of really big promo spots in the UK, so like Graham Norton, for example. And so the idea is that she's going to be there. She's going to have these, you know, broadcast performances. And I think they're hoping that the album will chart a little bit higher thanks to those events. So they've just delayed it a little bit. And like I said, the album's called Sorry I'm Late. So it being a little late is uh, maybe the perfect kind of thing to happen for it. It, uh, It might just be some good promo, truly. We spent all that time talking about the album art, so I hope you are following the playlist along so you can have a look at it while we're talking about it. If you aren't, just go to Instagram, follow us at Have We Met Pod, 
And then the link in the bio, just click that, find the links to the weekly playlist, which I update every Monday when the episode is uploaded. You will also find our yearly 2023 overall playlist, again, if you're listening to an older episode. And you will also find the link to donate. And if you're having fun, you're enjoying the show, I hope you'll send us even even like 10, 20 something Anything like that would be super helpful. I know that we're regularly getting about 90 people listening to the episode every week. If 90 people send $5, that would be, uh, it would be money. I, I'm gay. I, I don't do math. I'm sorry. I think, we've, I think we've been over this. We only have time to talk about one more song today. Can you believe it? There's a couple of other ones I wanted to chat about, but Daryl and I got a little carried away, a little off topic, and I've had a few people say that they think that 30, 35 minutes is kind of the perfect amount of time to spend listening to an episode like this. So I've had to be a little cutthroat. Again, there are more songs on the weekly playlist than I play on the episode. So if you like what I've recommended and you want to hear a little bit more, there's usually about an extra 10 or 15 songs that I don't have time to mention. So go check those out. You know, it's, I know, again, it's a lot of work going through new music. I know it better than anyone. I do it all the time. But these are ones that I have also curated for you and ones that I recommend. And just because I don't have time to talk about them doesn't mean I don't recommend them as much. The last song we're going to talk about today is by another UK artist. Her name is Tora Lamb. It is a little bit more on the acoustic side of what I normally listen to, but I found the melody really, really ear-catching. And there's some really fun wordplay, actually, in the verses. There are these ad-libs that come in where she goes, who, who? in the background, but the song is called Vanishing Act. And I wonder if you can think of anyone whose name starts with who, who is famous for disappearing in song. And it's about something that I think a lot of people who've tried to date in the modern age can relate to. It's a song about ghosting, basically, where she's wondering why she hasn't heard from this guy and just saying like, you could have at least replied is the lyric. She is sitting around by her phone waiting to hear from this guy and just getting like really frustrated and upset and disappointed, you know? And I think I've definitely had those experiences. I also know that I've been guilty of ghosting other people. And I know it's, you know, sometimes feels like the easy thing to do, but it's not necessarily the right thing, you know? I was also reading an interview with her where she said growing up, she knew the words to every single Britney Spears song. And as soon as I read that, I was like, well, obviously I'm playing your song now. And I thought finishing with a song called Vanishing Act might, I don't know, be a little poetic. So have a listen to this. This is Tora Lamb and Vanishing Act. I love how that song ends. It's got like a, a hopeful note, right? But there's also maybe the idea that it's a cycle that will just repeat. And I think that adds such a fabulous layer to that song. And again, makes it so relatable, you know, like, oh, God, he's not paying any attention to me. And then as soon as he pays any attention, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I really I like that sense of humor. And I like that song a lot. I've had that uh, uh, stuck in my head all day, actually. 
Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Have We Met. I hope you enjoyed listening. I know I've been having so much fun doing these. And if you tune in next week, I have a little surprise in store for you. you. We're going to rebrand just a little bit. I've been having some questions about whether calling a podcast a weekly playlist makes any sense. And so I'm going to be changing up the wording just a little bit. And I hope you enjoy where we are going. Then, like we said, next week, we're going to be talking about lots of great new music. We've got new albums from Kylie Minogue and Doja Cat coming and a lot more. So I hope you'll tune in. I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you found another song that you love this week. Maybe you met your new favorite song. If not, well, there's always next week, isn't there? Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, I hope you'll follow us on Instagram at HowWeMetPod. Click the link in the bio, follow the playlist, rate, subscribe, share, donate, anything like that. We always love to hear from you as well. So if you want to shoot me a DM and chat music anytime, I am all ears, okay? Thanks again for listening, and it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, I think that was great. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, I'm still recording. Should I leave that in? I think that was great. I think that was great. I'll put it at the end. It'll be like a blooper. Yeah, okay. (laughs)